0: entrepreneur on fire 746
1: constantly 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 saying no to people to opportunities to events etc because he was so focused mix a little inspiration with perspiration and a dash of entrepreneur on fire
0: now you have the ingredients to success here's the master chef john lee dumas Zero is the online accounting software for your small business. Born in the cloud, Zero gives you an at a glance view of your cash flow. Sign up for a free 30 day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's Xero.com slash podcast. Having experience these days is priceless. More than 900,000 design projects have passed through the doors at 99 Designs. That's expertise. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Fire Nation in the house. Johnny Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Robert Richman. Robbie, are you prepared to ignite? I am. <laughs> yes. Robbie is a culture architect and author of the upcoming Culture Blueprint. He launched and built Zappos Insights, the Zappos family company dedicated to helping businesses with their cultures. As an entrepreneur within Zappos.com, Robert built the business model from a proof of concept website to a thriving, multi-million dollar business helping over 1,000 people every month. Robert, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so take a minute and share a little bit about you personally, and then expound upon your biz.
1: Yeah, I'm Robbie Richmond, I live in Los Angeles, California. And I'm somebody who actually changes careers about every three years or so. Uh, yeah, I've had many different lives as I um, started off as a film student. I ran a magazine, uh, did a fashion label, ran an online community, was a book marketer, a leadership coach, um, I'm sure there are more in there. Most recently, as you described, at Zappos. And since I left Zappos, I've become an an author about company culture and a keynote speaker. And I help companies lead their uh, lead their their offsites, their strategy sessions. Really help them figure out their cultures.
0: Well, it sounds like, Robbie, you've had quite the entrepreneurial journey, which is pretty cool because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we focus on that journey. We tell stories from within that journey, and we really learn a lot of great lessons because of that. But before we dive into all that stuff, share with us a success quote and how you apply this quote, this mantra to your life.
1: So one of my mantras is by Buckminster Fuller, who says, you never change things by fighting the existing reality to change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And I I, I love that because it's, it's just, there's something so peaceful about it that says, you know, you don't have to um, go against anything. It's simply if you design something that's better it just becomes obvious and it's a natural replacement. And because of that, I don't think of entrepreneurship um, or marketing or any of these things like, like a fight. It's more like if, if you've got something great, it'll be really obvious. And if it's <laughs> not, you've got an issue, kind of got to go back to the design table.
0: No, that's great. And Fire Nation, these are the type of just mentalities you need to absorb as you're going forward and, you know, creating that thing that you're going to do. I mean, Robbie Richmond's laying down the pipework here. Let's drive forward. And, and Robbie, again, we love really kind of doing an analyzation of different parts of your life. And we, we talk about that great aha moment, that epiphany you had at some point in your journey. We're going to talk about what you're just rocking and crushing right now. But before we get into that stuff, let's turn the spotlight to a time that Robbie Richmond failed or just faced a major obstacle or challenge that you really had to dig deep to overcome. So Robbie, take us to that moment in time. Tell us that story of that failure and then the lessons you learned.
1: I had an idea for a business that people just loved and I decided to invest a lot of money into this concept and so much that I decided to go into into debt to do it. Um, and money had really never been a problem before. It always had uh just 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 had money and had never faced any kind of big low before. And through this, I basically created this this new concept for a watch. And it took two years to get the trademark for it, invested a lot of time and money, did other products in the meantime while I was looking to get the IP for this product. Um, did it with, with a friend of mine, it started to go into major debt. And right when it looked like we got the IP for it, it looked like we could take off. I got this letter in the mail and it was had no return address on it. And I just knew. I just felt it in my bones. I said, I'm getting sued. Oof. And I opened it and it was this... Um, pretty heavy handed letter saying to stop all my operations and that their trademark trumped my trademark. So even though I own the trademark for, for it, they said theirs trumped it. And I decided to fight it because I really believed in my idea. <laughs> then interesting that I brought up that quote about fighting existing reality, yeah. right? So <laughs> I decided to fight it because I'd spent so long, invested so much time and energy, was really attached to the idea. Another, you know, flag for entrepreneurs Yelp, being emotionally attached <laughs> to an idea, right? Um, and then after fighting it a while, my lawyer said, you know what? You could win this, but it's going to take years it's going to take several hundred thousand dollars like to win it even and and so to me even the win sounded awful and because of that i just decided to fold and it was really humbling it was really humbling not to go down to zero that rock bottom for me wasn't 0 dollars it was about negative 60,000 dollars Um, it was really humbling. I had to sell a lot of things. I decided not to declare bankruptcy because ethically I really, um, believed in paying people back and I did all I can to make sure that I would, would be able to do that and, 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 uh, and, and take care of that over time. Um, and it was really, there were a lot of lessons in there of what not to do. And I consider that my MBA because I learned everything not to do through that venture.
0: So, Robbie, thanks for opening the door up and letting us, Fire Nation, step into that obviously difficult time in your life. And, you know, a lot of us have experienced similar things where, you know, we put so much time, energy, effort, sweat, equity into something that we do get emotionally involved. So, this is kind of something I wouldn't mind chatting about real quick because you did mention that, you know, it's a red flag for entrepreneurs yeah. when you get that emotionally involved. But the other side of the spectrum is, don't we kind of have to be emotionally involved as entrepreneurs? I mean, where's the catch-22? It just seems to be a conundrum. Like, how would you speak to that?
1: Right. So here's, here's the hint that I discovered that I was not paying attention to that was so obviously in my face. And I realized this after seeing some quotes from Steve Jobs and, and the passion that he had for his projects, because I realized that through that, through the fighting for it, I was at the worst of my health. I actually landed up in the hospital uh, during part of it. And I realized through it that the day to day was really, really unenjoyable. I was doing it really for this quote unquote one day, this payoff, this, oh, once this and this happens, then I'll be happy, then I won't be stressed then I'll be enjoying it. And I realized that was the fatal error that I think sticking with it wouldn't be a fight if I said, you know what? I am loving every day I'm working on this business. And even if it's dying and even if I'm going to lose this money at the end, I I loved every day and I'm feeling good and I'm at the top of my game and my health is great. Then I think it would have been a good idea to continue, but it was not. I was not paying attention to all those signs of my enjoyment and my health that were going down the drain.
0: Classic, classic advice. In Fire Nation, we are nothing without our health and we need to focus on our fitness focus on our bodies and make sure that we are doing the things day to day that's going to put us in that situation that robbie just said at the end there where if he had been there it might have been a fight worth fighting because he did love his product he did love the idea of the watch and that's my major takeaway robbie from from that period in your life what would you say the one thing that you want our listeners fire nation to walk away with from that really traumatizing experience
1: I'd, I'd say what I've discovered with this is energy is is everything. It's, it's really everything. You can't just believe in the product. You've got to – somebody if, – if they approach you or talk to you about this and you're passionate about it but they can tell you're burning the candle at both ends. You're really actually not enjoying this. I realized through it part of me wanted somebody to save me and just end the thing. Um, so I, I, I've seen it where constantly, there was a recent article that came out talking about an entrepreneur who, who was, who's was burning it. And I've come to see this, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, that there's this interesting rule of project management that says the task gets done in the amount of time allotted. So if, if you allot that your work is going to take you 20 hours a day, it's going to take that long. But you hear from the people who say, you know what, I've got a wife, I've got kids, I've got these things to do. I only have these four hours in the day and I'm going to do it and maximize my time and kill it. And guess what? They kill it. So, and and they really balance their commitments and their time and their energy. So I think the the big thing I realize is that working on something all day and all night and putting in that sweat equity, it's, it's an illusion. It's actually a sign of tremendous inefficiency. And if your energy is going down you're finding yourself not efficient and things are out of balance, then it can be easy to think that you're the hero when you're actually probably making worse and worse decisions.
0: Robbie, one of my favorite laws in the world is Parkinson's Law, which is just that. Tasks will expand to the time you allot them. Thanks for bringing that up. Let's move to the other end of the spectrum here and let's talk about an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb that went off at some point in your journey, Robbie. This is going to sure. be more of a fun story. This is going to be you having this great idea. You know, of course, I'm sure the watch was one as well. But, you know, take us to a time when you did have that great idea. And then let's kind of unpack it, Robbie, so we can kind of walk through the steps you took after having this idea to turn it into success.
1: So I, I was called into zappos.com to create a business. So I call it entrepreneurship because I was starting a business for a major brand. And Tony Shea, the CEO, had the idea to turn the culture into a product itself because so many people expressed interest in culture and service at Zappos that Tony had the idea to create a website, a video subscription website where people could learn everything. And my role was to come in there and to launch and magnify that business really up to 5,000 members within a year. And I committed. I I had a whole plan for it that uh, we met for months, uh, talking back and forth about it. Finally, I got in there. And the idea was to create content for it, and so we threw it, decided to throw an event and invited some some great Zappos fans. Taught them everything that we knew, um, recorded everything, put it onto video, and I said, "Okay, great, this is this is all going well, right?" And then we went for the feedback process, which is you know absolutely key, especially at the beginning, and said, "Okay, great, what do you think of the content?" And, and people said, "Oh, it was it was okay," and and I almost flipped out mm. because I left my whole life, I moved to Vegas, I I bet the farm on this. I said I'm getting 5,000 members and our first people who came in to experience it live were the ones saying the content was okay. And but they said, "Wait, wait, 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 don't 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 worry about that though. The experience of being here blew our minds." And I said, "What?" And and they they said, "Yeah." And and I asked, "What what was it? What what shifted?" And they said, "Well, we read everything that you were talking about because we you know, have studied this immensely, very closely through business and just reading about Zappos. And they said, we didn't believe it was possible until we were here. And the experience of being here uh, really convinced us that was possible. And that's when I threw out the entire plan that we had to do a content-based business and switched it over to a live experience business because that's where the customer was getting the most value. And it it took a lot of courage, because I completely sold this one plan. But it really learned that art of the pivot, as it's described in Lean Startup, to say, okay, wait a minute, here's this much major opportunity uh, to fill a need that's not being met.
0: So the art of the pivots by, you're right, the great Eric Ries, past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. He defines it so well in his book. And what I kind of want to break into right here, Robbie, is just the reality of this is that so many entrepreneurs get feedback from their raving fans, from social media, from email, you name it, and they get all this great feedback, and they have all these pain points that their raving fans are sharing with them, and they're like, okay, I'm going to create a solution for these, for these pain points, for these obstacles, for these struggles and challenges, and then they just kind of lock themselves in a the closet for the next two months they just create 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 the solution that yes their fans are telling them that they that they need they have a pain point of but then they release it and they're just our crickets like they don't have that same result because these actual fans do didn't vote with their wallet, they just voted with their voice at first. And that just is not a, a, a true, a real commitment enough to kind of go behind, you know, the wall and try to create something. So what would you say to Fire Nation to our listeners who are just, you know, wanting to create that product, but they want to make sure it's the right product first?
1: Sure, sure. Two things. One thing that, that we always did when we would launch new products with the Zappos program was that we would sell them before we create them, literally Mm. sell them. So we would first focus on the marketing and say, and then see, are there actual buyers? And if there were, we would scramble and say, okay, let's do this. There's actual verified buyers. So we really, I I call it like reverse product development. You work on the marketing first see if it sells and then develop the product and that that's that's tip number 1 on it tip number 2 would be i think the mvp minimum viable product concept can really be extended in ways that that people don't always think about like what's what's that minimum viable test what's the cheapest way to figure out where if we're wrong or not and i think you know people oftentimes go towards fancy prototypes when the, i think the best thing to do after you find out that feedback from a customer is literally taking like a pencil and paper and developing that new interface or that new product or that marketing uh, piece that you want to do. Not even doing a landing page. Just like write something on a piece of paper. Just like show it to people and see, do they light up? And do they say that key phrase, can I buy that now? When can I have that? You know, something that says they're ready to take action immediately.
0: Reverse product development, Fire Nation. Sell before we create. And Robbie, I have two massive communities Podcasters Paradise and Webinar on Fire, both of those, I did webinars 45 days before we even opened the doors, before any content was created to make sure that there was proof of concept that we had over $5,000 in sales. That was my benchmark before we decided, okay, now it's worth our time to sit down and create this. So Fire Nation, sell before you create. And I love that MVP description too, Robbie. So thanks for sharing that. And let's move forward to another story. I mean, you're such a great storyteller. I mean, I felt like I was with you trekking out to Las Vegas when you were just putting it all on there on the line, like take us to that ground level for this next one. And this is your proudest moment, your proudest entrepreneurial moments.
1: One of the businesses I launched, I didn't mention was a, a web development agency and um, we built it just from, from nothing, from scratch, and, uh, you know, I, I was leading the the business development efforts, and we got the opportunity to develop a website for Corporate Executive Board, which is one of the top um, corporate consulting firms in the world. They, they consult for the top, you know, Fortune 500, and, uh, and they came to us, and we were really just, you know, a scrappy group of people uh, just out of college who were who were creating it. And I realized I was up against a major Microsoft shop for it. And not only that, the person leading it was my mentor in business development. <laughs> so I was going face to face against him. And this is, this, is, this is where the interesting proudest moment can be a lesson for your, for your uh, listeners as well. Because I said, okay, I, I, I need to figure out that hack to crush this. Because this is like my pinnacle moment of this business. Uh, you know, going against a huge Microsoft shop, going against my mentor, this big contract for the team. And, and I gathered the team to work on it because the insight I got from, from the people there was that they love, they secretly had this corporate crush on McKinsey, the (laughs) development company, right? right? Just this, this total crush. They, everything they said was, Oh, McKinsey, McKinsey, McKinsey. So I said, okay, guys, we're not doing just like a writing proposal. What we're doing is I said, okay, let's get a screenshot of the McKinsey site. And I said, for this proposal, um, I want you to take this format, change the colors, change the logo, change the text, and show the example of design we can do by changing all this and saying, look, check out this. Before we even got the gig, here's an example of design work on, uh, on, uh, by taking by <laughs> McKinsey's site, just changing the colors, the logo, and the text. And saying, and altering a few elements and saying, this is what we can do. And I've realized this with the business development process, with any process, the person who can put the image in somebody's mind of what it's going to be like when it's real always has the advantage. And I've seen this with with business pitches, like the closer you can get to real without spending the time and money to make that happen, puts that image in somebody's head such that they say, oh my God, they I can see this. I can really see this happening and we got the business and we won
0: the closest you can get to real fire nation oh, absorb those words. They're so powerful. And, and Robbie congrats on that. That is obviously a proud moment that just has continued to spurn on your entrepreneurial career. And let's bring things to present time. Let's chat about you, Robbie Richman today. What is the thing that has you most fired up right now?
1: Sure. What has me really fired up is this idea of self-organization that, that, People, when they come together, this idea of a group mind emerging and that, that there's not this need for the leaders of the company to be the smartest people in the room and guide everything, that there's actually this deeper intelligence. And I actually really realized this the hard way because people would call me to come in and learn about their business, give them a report, tell them what to do. And I would spend a week at their business. I'd give them this report and then they'd take it and then I wouldn't hear from them again. And I was like, what's going on here? And I finally realized after doing this a few times for a lot of money that nobody really likes being told what to do. That I came up with a whole bunch of things that are wrong with our culture, told them what to do, and then they wouldn't do it. And I realized that if people created on their own, that's when they take ownership for it. And that's when I just started to discover that there are these formats of getting people together. One's called open space technology that I use where self, uh, um, self-organization emerges. And the most recent that I'm using with teams to develop really high-performance teams is improv comedy. And I actually use improv comedy with teams to develop their group mind, their group intuition. Because when you mix this, this idea of anything can happen with a lot of fun... Um, really crazy stuff happens. So I've actually, um, starting to work with even big brands that are excited to use improv comedy to develop their teams.
0: No, that's so cool. I was actually in September at Camp Good Life Project, which is run by Jonathan Fields. And we actually had 250 entrepreneurs descend upon this summer camp, although it was in late September, so it was chilly in upstate New York. And we just took it over. You know, We lived in bunk beds for three days. I mean, it was the whole nine yards. It was like summer camp for adult entrepreneurs. And the thing they did, Robbie, day one, is they got people up and did improv comedy. And I'll tell you, that just changed kind of the whole dynamic. Cause you know, people were just up there. They were feeling just vulnerable. They were feeling nervous, but then at the end, they were just having fun. And you know, that was kind of one of the big things that was kind of a connecting point for the rest of that weekend. So I love that you've integrated that into your business. Incredible stuff. Fire Nation, something to think about when you have your team together and you're having your event or doing your thing. And, and Robbie, we are about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Need a quality design but worried about the cost? One of the easiest ways for your design budget to spiral out of control is to start your project without a clear direction. This leads to you and your designer continuously spinning your wheels, frustrated but hoping eventually you'll land on a design that you like. 99designs has helped thousands of businesses around the world get designs that communicate their unique brands. It doesn't matter if you're running a contest with several designers or collaborating with just one, crafting a thoughtful brief is always the first step to getting a great design. And at 99designs, it's super simple. All you need to do is fill in their online brief form. So what is it that you need? Boost your brand's visibility with a t-shirt or drive more traffic with a sleek new banner ad or landing page. Project start at just $199 and your happiness is always 100% guaranteed. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. 99designs.com slash fire Fire. As much as we travel for conferences and other types of business opportunities, it's nice to have the right types of software in place that can help us work efficiently even when we're on the go. This is especially true when it comes to our finances. Introducing the online accounting software and platform for your small business, Zero. That's X E R O. Zero covers all the bases. So whether you have a brick and mortar business or an online business, Zero can help. Plus, Zero is born in the cloud, so you can access your accounting anytime anywhere. They're even available across all operating systems, Mac, PC, iOS, and Android. With over 350 best-in-class business tools that allow you to process mobile payments, help you with cash flow management, and much more, what's not to love? Sign up for your free 30-day trial at Zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O.com slash podcast. Special bonus, Zero will randomly select five people per month who sign up for a trial to receive a mystery box of goodies from a business that already swears by zero, Robbie. Welcome to the Lightning Rounds, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Ooh, I would say the idea of looking for permission from somebody in some way or another, whether that be for for money or parental approval or people thinking it's, it's a good idea when in my heart of heart, I knew that I wanted to do it just to do it and have a learning experience.
0: Looking for permission. Robbie, what's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Ask for help on your way up because when you're on your way down, it's too late.
0: <laughs> Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success.
1: I feel like it's kind of cheating because I've been using bulletproof coffee as one of my habits recently, which is just <laughs> been fabulous. The whole I think it's a larger switch over for me, which is a real like healthy fats based diet. Um, I've, I've heard it described as this idea of like you're burning logs that burn for a while rather than carb based diets, which are constantly throwing Kindle to the fire and you got to eat a lot. And I was moody on it and switching to this kind of ketogenic slash bulletproof diet has, uh, has really done amazing things for my energy levels.
0: No, that's not cheating at all. That's actually a great analogy. I love that analogy. And actually, Dave is a good friend of the show, the founder of Bulletproof Coffee. He just sent me a big old bag of it and <laughs> so nice. some great stuff to mix it up with. So, uh, Robbie, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners?
1: Oh, I have so many to the point where people will say their need to me just in a random conversation. I'll spit out the resource, and they'll be like, "Where <laughs> did you find that?" I'm like, "I have got a database in my head of these things." Um, I think the most recent one I'm really impressed by is Strikingly.com. It's it's a resource to create really gorgeous websites very fast, um, and it's really easy to use. And when somebody says, "You know, I've got this concept," or "Oh, I'm working on," Uh, a website I found that, that this, it's, it's hard to find one that's both easy to use and create something that's really gorgeous. And Strikingly.com does that amazingly well.
0: Is it WordPress-based?
1: No. It's one of those where, you know, if, if you know what you're doing, you get into WordPress. But that, that takes some time. But if this is more for people who are not going to go that tech-oriented route. Or you've just got a concept that you want to throw up and try out there. And you don't want to do the whole install and get the plugins going and all those things like that. You just want to throw something up that looks really nice. That's what Strikingly is for.
0: Well, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, including the upcoming Culture Blueprints, what would it be and why?
1: The book Show Your Work is really incredible. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. It's by the guy who wrote uh, Austin Kleon, I believe. His two books, uh, his first one was Steal Like an Artist, all about how the art of theft the way Steve Jobs did it and everybody else, there's an art to it. That was his first book that was amazing. And this most recent one called Show Your Work embraces a principle that I learned so deeply at Zappos, which is that what you share, you get to keep, and what you hoard to yourself disappears. So people really you know, think that, that there's all these lessons we're learning in business, and if we're not sharing the journey, sharing what we're learning, sharing what we're working on, we're actually losing this huge opportunity to connect with our audience and connect with our fans. Um, and the book, Show Your Work, really describes that
0: well. Powerful. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com dot com robbie this next question's the last of the lightning round but it's a doozy imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world identical to earth but you knew no one you still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have your food and shelter is taken care of but all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars what would you do in the next seven days
1: I would shut down my laptop and I would take the $500 and like go out and meet people and buy them food and drink and start talking to people.
0: Building relationships, Fire Nation, nothing (laughs) can trump that. And Robbie, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye.
1: Sure. So one parting piece of guidance that I found, I, I actually... Learn this, or it's been reinforced really more by um, by Justine Musk, who's the former wife of uh, Elon Musk, who's got this amazing poster of bat- twenty five badass ways to say no, because she realized that 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 Elon Musk would constantly, constantly, constantly say no to people, to opportunities, to events, etc., because he was so focused. And the mantra that I use to determine like when am I going to use that no is actually from Derek Sivers, who started CD Baby, who said if it's not a hell yeah. It's a no. And so living by, by that philosophy really you know, is something that you're excited about. Otherwise, it's a no has been an amazing formula to lead a great life. Best way to connect with me my, my blogs at robertrichman.com. That's robert, R I C H M A N.com. That's also where I talk about uh, improv and open space and all these things I'm using with companies. And the book is coming out uh, early next year. And you can find out uh, more and get some culture hacks at cultureblueprint.com.
0: Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Robbie and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Robert into the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And Robbie, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Thanks, John. This is awesome. Hey, hey, Nick Unsworth here, and I'm hosting the Life on Fire Virtual Summit, where your fave entrepreneur, John Lee Dumas, along with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Adam Braun from Pencils of Promise, Tony Shea from Zappos, and many others will be teaching you how to set your business and life on fire. You don't want to miss this live virtual event. Register right now for free by going to freevirtualsummit.com and prepare to ignite.